0: If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we've got an absolute rock star on the line this week. Uh, an indicate, I know, I know I say that every week about every guest, but I actually mean it with this person. And the way I can prove it is I'm actually staying up um late enough. I'm usually a morning guy. You know these podcasts are done eight in the morning. It's still not super late it's 6 PM, but you know, that's the the quality of, of, of this man here. He, he's, um, you know, I'll do a PM session for him a little bit about him. He's a very successful online personal trainer. A lot of people are kind of dabbling online these days. Um, this man does it full time, which means he's pretty good at it. On top of that, he's got a very interesting niche. He focused specifically on training plant-based clients. And I believe it's even more specific than that still, but he'll, he'll get into that, uh, in the podcast. Uh, Without further ado, let me introduce all the way from Manchester in the UK, Mr. Chris. I forgot to ask him how to pronounce his surname, so we're just going to call him Chris. Chris, how are you?
1: <laughs> Thank you for the kind introduction, Jono. And yeah, no, no worries about not attempting the surname. I get that on a daily basis, believe it or not. I, I think I was. It. I think I was bored of spelling it for people by the time I was three years old. You know. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> Well, um, I I remember beforehand. I was, I'm like, I better ask this guy how to pronounce his surname before we, before I we go live. And we had a five minute chat live. And as soon as I record, I'm like, I forgot to ask him. So how do we say it?
1: Skrzynski. S- sorry, did you just sneeze? Ex- <laughs> ex- <did> you- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I get that. I get that all the time. Yeah, no, Chris is, Chris is fine. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the introduction. No, no, happy to have you on. Um, give us the overview, Chris. What is it that you do? We, you hit the nail on the head. I, I, I help plant-based women, predominantly vegans, but we also work with people that are curious about transitioning to being plant-based. Gotcha. So people are essentially wanting the health benefits or perhaps they've been lent that way by the doctor, you know, people with high cholesterol, that sort of stuff. Uh, we help them lose weight. And we um, help them refocus the lifestyle. We take a very life life coaching approach to our to our fitness. So
0: awesome! All right, now I'm curious, Chris, about how you got into that because you see a lot of people, um, a lot of trainers these days, especially new ones. Or hey, I want to be an online trainer. I got to pick a very specific niche and and I kind of go straight into it. Is that what you did? You want to get online straight away, pick that very specific niche, or how did you how did you get into that?
1: Uh, Do you know what? It's a fairly long story, but because I'm aware that a lot of your audience and a lot of your your crew have come from a personal training background, I'll go right to the start. So I I started off as a personal trainer. And in in the UK, we've got a few levels of sort of certification. So you can start off lowest levels fitness instructor, then you can go on to personal training and then you can do like level four, which is more specialist strength and conditioning. When I came in at the lowest level, I had this sort of plan of doing like boot camps and and that sort of thing. And I really enjoyed it. But to be honest, our weather's not up to much. So uh, (laughs) spending lots of soggy mornings in the park, getting rained on, it wasn't exactly fun. Mm. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to see about making this transition online. And I started testing the water and I'm going to be honest, it didn't work very well at the start. Mm. Tell
0: us a little bit about that, Chris. What, what, did you, what did you try at the start? How come it didn't work?
1: <laughs> I tried essentially um, making it up as I went along. I didn't really have a huge amount of guidance. You know, I was fending for myself. I was just trying this and that and uh, seeing seeing what stuck. And I bottled it. I bottled it. I was like, right, I'm going to just, I'm just going to go and I'll do my, my PT course and I'll go and I'll jump in the, in the gym. Uh, and I ended up working a few years on the gym floor. Really enjoyed it. I absolutely love being in the gym. I love the environment. I love the community. But for me, uh, I didn't like the long hours. Mm. Really long, tough hours, right? I'm mm. sure a lot of your your crew that are listening, they're going to empathize. A lot of Quite early things. mornings.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot of late evenings. Uh, even later than your 6 p.m. <laughs> on today, Jono. <laughs> <laughs> yep i've been there and, and i had this situation when i was doing a lot of split shifts i'd get up in the morning to train a few clients before they were going yep. to their office jobs i would train maybe between six seven eight a.m Yep, and then i'd have a few hours break and then i'd train all evening and my life was disjointed it was horrible i was tired um and i just recognized that something needed to change so that's when I started thinking. Do you know what? I'm going to make another attempt at going online. That was probably about six, seven years ago. Gotcha.
0: Actually, give us a bit of background here. How long were you in the industry for? When did you When did you sort of start? How long were you doing the face to face gym for?
1: Good question. There was a, there was an overlap, so I, I couldn't tell you specifically. But I've been sort gotcha. of personal training and coaching for about ten years. Gotcha.
0: And and do you know and, roughly uh, like, when you when you made that decision to right now I'm going to give online a crack? Do you know how long?
1: Yeah, it was about six, seven years ago. Gotcha. So, I, so it didn't take me longer personal training to, to realize it wasn't for me a couple of years. Yep. Um, there was a brief sort of transition where I was training at an athletics club. I was doing a bit of coaching on the side. So the boundaries are sort of blurred. I tried a few different things, but um, full time online for like three and a half, four years now, I suppose. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. So it was like, let me just get my timeline here. So let's say you've been in the industry about 10 years let's say kind of first two or three years was just face-to-face. There was then mm. like two or three years where you're doing a bit of both. And the last three years has been pretty much online.
1: Yeah, for sure. Three or four years. Um, I think that I don't want to sort of talk about this topic too much because I'm sure people are bored to death of hearing about uh, hearing about COVID. But for me, as I started um, recognizing that that was going to be a big issue and things were starting to close down in, in England, I felt really privileged because literally 95% of my business was online anyway. I just, I just allowed one or two clients to naturally transition away from face to face. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I was lucky in that respect.
0: Gotcha. Well, tell us a little bit about that transition, Chris. So when you, when, when you did it the second time and it actually worked, did now (laughs) actually, actually question there, did that one work (laughs) straight away? Or was there still some kind of ups and downs
1: there? Man, that's a really good question, actually. I, I, don't think I don't think I'd prepared to be asked that. <laughs> but I, <laughs> good question, John. I think that there's ups and downs, isn't there, in business? Yeah. And, and you, you take the rough with the smooth. Sometimes you, you can have an idea. And maybe even it's a brilliant idea at that time. But with the way the industry changes, yeah. it ebbs and flows. After six months, it might not necessarily be getting the traction that you'd hoped for. And I think you have to pivot. And I'm a big fan of learn fast, learn off then don't stick to the same model forever if it stops working try something else yeah
0: 100% all right well that what did that first model look like chris so when you were like right don't like these these long hours i'm going to give online another crack what did it look like then what what did that program kind of look like initially
1: i'm laughing at myself because it's almost embarrassing to look back on <laughs> But because I, I want everybody else to not make this mistake, I'm, yeah. happy to just, you know, I'm happy to just put myself out there and say, yeah, I'll tell you, but don't do this.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> that's, that's part of the reason, right? You know, you've done yeah. the hard yards for people, you know?
1: Yeah, thanks, Jono. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had a, a model whereby I thought I'm going to coach people on Facebook and I'm going to try and make it low ticket so that I can get um, more appeal. Yeah, And I thought yeah. that if I was charging like really, really minimal prices, like a subscription model, 20, 30, 40 British pounds a month. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. not sure what the conversion rate to you guys is. That's probably yeah, about probably $60. 50, yeah, it. yeah,
0: yeah. Give or yeah. take. Yeah.
1: And I thought, brilliant, at that price, it's a no-brainer. I'm going to yeah. be swamped yeah. with clients. I'm going to have yeah. them pouring through the door. Uh, and it just wasn't like that. Yeah, you find out that it takes just as much effort to get a sixty-dollar client as it as it does a six hundred-dollar client or a sixteen hundred-dollar client. Yeah, Um, and essentially it was it was bottom scraping the barrel. Yeah, yeah, and that's
0: let's even spend a minute there because I think that's a good point because I think a lot of trainers do that. Hey, I'm going to make it low price, so it's a no brainer but it's just not a low-brainer for people. Like they just, as you mentioned, it's just kind of as hard to do it for that price as the higher price. And I think the people that that works for is if you already have a big following. If you've already got a big following, you can send an email out or make a Facebook post and you've got tens of thousands of people. Okay, great. You know, then you're going to make a few sales and then there's kind of enough in it. You know, it's like, all right, I've got 100, 200, 300 members. There's enough in it. Now I can start to scale. But if you don't have that and you get, you know, a handful of people, it's so much work for just that little amount. So I think, um, yeah, I think it's a, a good point there. So what what so happens?
1: Yeah, do you go? I'm just I just want to jump in on that because I, I, I want to talk about this a little bit more. If you have a client, let's say fifty dollars and, and they've come in and you're giving them like template-based workouts, there's nothing a huge amount of bespoke stuff going on there, mm-hmm. maybe like a recipe book or a generic meal plan. As soon as they jump in your inbox and they want a longer conversation and they're there for two, three hours over a couple of days, you've not made any money. Yep. Now, what if five clients do that over a course of a week? You've spent 15 hours in your inbox. Yep. Where's your money? You've got no margin, so you don't yep. actually make any profit. You're busy with very little return. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, um, I hope people never adopt that model. When I first, um, and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later, when I first got some mentoring myself, oh, I, someone said the the most brilliant thing with me and it stuck with me forever. They were like, Chris, you're not Netflix. You yeah. Know, that, that subscription model works. If you've got a reach of millions yeah. and you, you, you can charge a tenner, you know, and, and that's it. It's a couple of dollars and people subscribe and they come and they go and there's no customer service. Yeah. It's just like a face, a faceless thing. Um, and I thought that that would work for me and it doesn't work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So what, um, what, what was the step from, what was the next step from there then?
1: I gradually started offering more in-depth service and I made, I made, um, a commitment to my current clients. I was with, I had a group of about 50 or 60 clients all on this oh, well. model. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad turnover know, yeah. I, mean, I was doing okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you'd have big, big waves. You'd might get ten or fifteen clients leaving a month, and you're like, yeah. "Oh my God, where am I going to replace them from?" Yeah, uh, and it was very inconsistent.
0: Because it was a cancel any time, was it?
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. On that sort of a price point, people don't expect to be tied into contracts or anything. You know, especially with our sort of culture yeah. over here, no, no one does like eighteen month contracts or anything. It's just yeah. come and go, pay what you you feel, sort of thing. Um, And I decided, obviously, I wanted to move away from that. So I kept the current clients that I had on that that model. But then I started introducing higher tier um, packages and gradually increasing the depth of service I was going to. So more bespoke exercise planning, more bespoke nutrition planning, started introducing the life coaching aspects, helping people with a mindset and lifestyle. And then that gradually allowed me to build up my price points, which... Uh, still increasing, uh, you know, every sort of six months or so, we'll, we'll bring our prices up another notch, but we add value to to justify that and to bring better results for our clients. So,
0: gotcha. Well, give us a bit of an indication now, Chris. You're pro. If someone was to sign up today, and there might be, you know, there may be someone listening and they're like, you know what? I'm a vegan uh, perimenopausal woman. This sounds interesting. Yeah. I want to lose some <laughs> kilos. Or they, you, if you're listening to this, you may have some clients or some friends in that situation. You can send them over to, to Chris. This, don't do this as a sales pitch, right? But just give us a, a bit of an indication. Like, that was very kind of you, jonah Thank <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> no, no, all good. Um, but yeah, give us a bit of an indication. What are you kind of charging at the moment and what does that service look like? Someone pays you X amount per week or per month or X amount of months and what kind of service do they get?
1: So what I recognized was that people on the lower tier price brackets, they have very little buy-in. In mm. terms of, you know, the way I got taught the phrase, it was like, I don't know if it transfers over to you guys, but skin in the game to, yep. have, that, to have that investment financially it tends to get people emotionally invested as well.
0: Another, I, another quote I like there, Chris, the more you pay, the more you pay attention. Similar solid, of thing.
1: Yeah. Solid. I love that. And people, they weren't buying into the program at a low budget. They, they were literally, they were not engaged. They weren't sort of contributing to the community online. They were disrespecting, I suppose, not just themselves, but the community and me as well. You know, they just saw it as a mm-hmm. transient thing. Like you've turned into a commodity, haven't you?
0: Yeah.
1: So when I started increasing the prices, I added this extra value or obviously like extra services, extra support and whatnot. And we moved more towards... Um, trying to attract people that are really, really motivated, really sort of invested in their own health, invested in their own mindset, invested in being the best they can be for other people around them. So, you know, a lot of people at manager level, employment and CEO level and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we've gradually increased our prices. And I suppose in in Australian, it's probably works out about 1,800, 2,000 for a 12 week package.
0: Gotcha. So what's about a, a thousand quid, is it? For twelve weeks,
1: a um, little bit more between twelve and sixteen hundred. Gotcha. Twelve and sixteen hundred British, yeah. Awesome. Um, and we have we have, we have tiers a, a little bit below that and a little bit above that, but we find that's a really good number for allowing us the time and effort and energy and resources to actually support the client. So we can throw as m- as many resources as we need. I've got an assistant coach and things like that. But it also means they're bought into the process. Mm. Awesome.
0: All right. And what did the what does the service look like? What does let's say someone signs up? You know, they they hand over the 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 cash. They're registered in your program. What do they get?
1: Do you know what? <laughs> this might surprise people, but I take a a, a less is more approach. Mm. I think when I was first transitioning to selling high ticket coaching packages. Um, and I was looking at what was going on in the market and I was doing my market research and I was getting some coaching and mentoring and I signed up for a lot of coaching myself as well to see what other people were doing. Um, I had the false assumption that when people are paying that much, they want more, you know, they want all singing or dancing, they want the tech, mm. they want everything connected to their rap and, you know, and the smartwatch and all this sort of stuff. They don't. Mm. They, they, most of those people, they're paying to make, or or for you to make their life simpler Mm. i quite often when they sign up good point i'm stripping apart their habits and trying to give them one or two needle movers a week focus on this you know this is what's going to help you this week reassess next week focus on this it's not uncommon for me to just tell people to get eight hours sleep for the first week Mm. And people are confused and they go, I've paid a lot of money for that advice, Chris. And then after two or three weeks, I've given them one or two or three really specific needle movers to our niche. And they've suddenly lost eight pounds and they've got twice the energy and they're not relying on coffee for get through the day. And they're like, oh, yeah, I see how it works now. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So let let me get my head around this. It's mainly like, it's one-on-one coaching. It's like someone will register for your program. You say, right, you know, we meet... Once a week for for twelve weeks, and you'll have a, a conversation. you I'm guess actually tell us about that. How does it kind of work?
1: That's a really good question. That's a really good question. I use a hybrid model of one to one and group coaching. Gotcha. So we have a Zoom with our international clients, or we just have a phone call with domestic clients um, for half, half an hour a week, one to one. We go through their numbers, you know, I may have set them some macro targets, you know, focus on their protein or, you know, hit a calorie number or something of that ilk. Maybe, Like I say, maybe they've set some lifestyle targets like caffeine or alcohol or sleep. I'll check the numbers. I'll give them some advice for the coming week. We've also got a curriculum that's delivered via our Facebook group. Gotcha. So we utilize, we utilize like pre-recorded videos to allow people to learn what they need to to fill in the gaps so there's a group there for curriculum, for support, and then they get some extra sort of guidance from me. So hybrid one-to-one group coaching.
0: That's awesome. And let me get my head around this a little bit as well. In terms of the goals that you set, they're tracking it on um, Google Sheets, I think you mentioned on, on another podcast, or do you use MyFitnessPal, or do you use QuickCoach, some other software? What, what are you kind of using there?
1: We've tried a few different things. We've tried a few different things. I currently use MyPT Oh, Okay cool uh, we've tried to eyes we've tried okay. true Coach and a few other things uh we're currently moving away to hosting our own members area on our own website that's being built at the moment
0: gotcha what are you using for know- that out of curiosity what plugin um learn dash or
1: i've tried a few different things we're currently looking at kajabi and we're looking at zenla
0: gotcha, gotcha. oh have you signed up for zenla yet
1: uh, no, but if you're going to offer, I've already got a referral code. Off Damn it!
0: Uh, yeah, I'm an affiliate. They got a juicy affiliate price there. I get forty percent. <clears> for <throat> anyone listening, if you want to go with Zenla, you know, got, uh, <laughs> hit me up. So it's, it's,
1: it's really, it's a really good platform. I've only been playing with it for a week or so, um, and I'm I'm definitely ninety percent leaning in that direction.
0: Oh, you prefer Zenla to Kajabi?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Okay, because I because I, I I'm a course creator. That's what I do. Right. That's that's yeah. my thing. Um, so I spend a lot of time on all of those. I prefer Kajabi. I I much prefer Kajabi. It's only the price point though, because I got hundreds of courses. So I'd be paying 400 a month for Kajabi. I can get the same for 67 with, uh, 67 a month with Zenla. So that's why I lean to it. Just, just the pricing, the platform
1: itself. I, I prefer Kajabi, I think. Just for my benefit, as well yeah. as perhaps for people that are listening that are thinking about starting a course, just give us an indication as to you know which which you'd choose overall, perhaps even outside of those two, and, and starting why. Off,
0: what you- starting off, if you are starting from scratch,
1: yeah,
0: starting from scratch, new Zenla free version. So I'm guessing you're on the free version at the moment, right?
1: I'm on a free trial at the moment whilst we're building our our, our program. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you can you can stay on that free one for as long as you want, right? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So new Zendler free version for sure. And here's the reason why. Um, especially when starting off, it's an all-in-one, right? You can do your sales pages on there. You can do your, your checkout carts on there. You can host your course on there. And you can do your email marketing on there, right? All-in-one. And it's you don't need to integrate different stuff. Me, when I started in the course world, I, I tried a few different ones actually. I started with, um, you know, I, I self-hosted on my website for a while, but that was a disaster. I then went to Click that was a disaster. I then went to Teachable. Now, Teachable is really good for the actual course side of things, but their landing pages suck. So I still had to use <laughs> Click Click Funnels for the landing pages, and then Teachable to host the course. And Teachable didn't have a um, um, didn't have an email, so I used ActiveCampaign for that. And then I had to use Zapier to integrate them all. Now, I was pretty motivated, so I was able to do all that. But that's enough to turn your average person. Your, your. If someone's starting off and they're not good at tech, that's enough to turn them off doing all that. And you end up paying more. I think I went with Teachable because it was a few bucks cheaper than Kajabi. But Kajabi Mm -hmm. had... I didn't have Zenler at the time. uh, Or Zendler wasn't around at the time. If I just went with Kajabi, it would have ended up being cheaper because I wouldn't have had to get ClickFunnels and ActiveCampaign and Zapier and Teachable... I just would have had to get that one Kajabi and it's all integrated. Right. But the reason I like Zenla for someone starting off, the free version, you can do everything with it. They do take a cut off sales. That's the limitation to the free one. But it's kind of like if you're not making any money anyway, start with that free version of Zenla. When you get Mm. to the point of, of making money, just upgrade to the $67 a month one and you can get everything on there for $67. They're still in beta. Right. I've actually got it cheaper. I'm on the, I pay 400 bucks a year for Zenla, Right. Cause that, yeah, cause it, that's the yeah. Are you on that price there?
1: No, no, uh, I'm not. No, but I've, yeah, I, 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 it's a really good price because I recognize that they did like um, almost like a, a beta test, didn't they? And they got, they invited some people in to, to have a go at it and, and offer feedback. So, yeah, that's a really good, I think what you've highlighted there, which is probably useful for your, for your listeners. Is again this less is more approach? Yeah, I, I went the same route and I had MailChimp and ClickFunnels yeah. and like a separate hosting for my website. And I had tried sort of download the uh, uploading blogs and bits and bobs onto there. And essentially, you're diluting your message, yep. And also, yep. you're diluting your funnel if you're trying to get clients in. Maybe we'll talk about that shortly, but trying to get clients into your network, where are you sending them?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Am I, send, am I sending people to my website? Am I sending yeah. people to my Facebook group? Do I want them to jump on the phone? Where are they going? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And the, the hardest for me as well was the integrations, where it's kind of like, oh, if something's not working, what is it? Is it this? Is it that? And you got to learn all this different software and then it's taking your mental energy away from like, the creativity side of things and spending it on the tech side of things. And oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry, we're getting a bit side. Side. There's a good question. I like. I like that.
1: We, can, I, we can, I can talk about that all day. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, as you can tell, mention the word courses, and I, I can go all day on that. Um. But all right, cool. So it's so my PT hub is kind of your your space. That's where at the moment, oh, and the Facebook group. So your course, as such, is on the Facebook group. The yeah. accountability tracking is on my PT hub, and then you'll do a, a thirty minute call with someone. And there's also a, is there a group call as well? Or the group coaching is via? The- yeah,
1: I, I really enjoy teaching the, the you know, the, the topics that you find yourself talking about on a daily basis. If I have four or five, yesterday I had 11 coaching calls. If I say, for example, notice a theme and everyone's asking yeah, about the same it. thing, why would I individualize every single call? I'll just yeah. say, let's park that. I'll do a group call and I can answer everybody's question. If it's all been the same, everybody's asking about protein this week or carbs next week or fat the week after, or, you know, sleep the week after that. I will just address all that in an actual coaching and I'll do it structured. I'll give people handouts. I'll make sure they've got resources that um, help us to level up from just your dead simple, you know, top 10 tips style coaching, um, actually give people real resources to, to learn about that topic what I'm a big fan of is giving people the skills that they need to make those decisions themselves rather than just mm. feeding people hand to mouth.
0: Yep. Because I think
1: in, ter- in terms of just going back to that sense of being trapped in a gym, mm. when you go online, you want to create a sense of freedom. Mm. I want to be able to take a three day weekend if I want, or take a week off on holiday and have my clients be in a situation where they can look after each other in the community Yep. They've got the resources to answer their own questions. Clients that have been with me four or five years can support new members that are coming in. Mm. And you build like an ecosystem then, don't you? Yep.
0: Love it. Now I've got, let's, oh, there's a couple of things. You know what? We we'll, we'll might put all this together. So now I want to speak a little bit about marketing, Chris. So it sounds like you've got a really solid program there. Um, how do you get people in? I know you've got an amazing Facebook group. It's up to about one thousand eight hundred people. I'll put the link in the show notes if you're interested in in Chris's space. If you're plant based woman, I'll put the link in the show notes. You can join that group there. Uh, I'm guessing that's kind of your your hub there. But let us let us know a little bit. How do people find out about you? Is it the Facebook group you send them, and then how do how do they kind of go from a Facebook group member to a, a paying client? Let's take a quick break. right now
1: that's a really good question actually my funnel again i love simplicity yeah i i wait let's let's
0: let's spend a minute there because that's just such a good point because i think that's like (laughs) the the most like and it's when i speak to course creators or pts when they and they want to work online it's the same kind of oh I've got this you know this this lead magnet and this funnel and then this automation for three days and then this you know twelve week automation to a, a webinar or something and I'm like all right and you know, how many people you got going through this oh no one yet and they've just kind of like spent all this time and energy and money and all this and, and don't get me wrong automation's good I like automation um, but once you got some people in there you know it's easy just to to start simple but. Sorry, continue on. I just, just had to... No, no,
1: I, I, I love that premise. And I'm just going to roll with that for a second, John. Before I worked in fitness, uh, I spent my 20s working in sales and consulting. Totally different industry, but straight out of school. So 19-ish up until I was approaching 30. I worked sales and consulting, big multinational, you know, millions of pounds turnover. Mm. And you'd look at some of their funnels and it was like flow charts you know you could cover a wall with this flow mm. chart of like magazines and automated emails and then a the whole marketing department that you know have this structure of messaging people at certain times and it it works at that level if you've got a marketing department to look after yeah. it and you you can be aware of every single nuance of your funnel brilliant mm. i'm me with an assistant coach and then a va yeah not a massive team you know mm. we're growing we, we are sort of recruiting but at the same time We've not got a marketing department. I've not got time to sort of nurture a funnel like that. Yeah. So me, I like to focus just on real human connection. I just like to talk to people. Yeah. I get in groups where my niche hangs out and I talk to them.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm in vegan parenting groups. I'm in vegan fitness groups. I'm in uh, vegan recipe groups. I'm in vegan activism groups, whatever. Yeah. If your niche is dads, it'd be exactly the same. Why aren't you in a dad's club? You know, yeah. why aren't you in uh, you know, lads and dads sports groups, whatever? That's where you should be spending your time talking to people and connecting with them. Follow go up where up. your go where your clients are.
0: <laughs> Follow-up question with that, Chris. Like my take, I think online it's it comes down to the niche, in my opinion. I'd love to get your opinion on that. I'd say that like um, because like that's you've made it sound so easy. I just go in groups where there's vegans and there's plant people. And then I speak to people, you know, and they're going to, you know, they'll add me as a friend and they join my group or they send me a message. And like, it is super simple, you know? Um, But I think the reason why you're able to do that is because you have such a defined niche. Would you agree with that? Or what can you tell us about that?
1: I, I love this whole topic because again, I think this is where I went completely wrong when I first started. When you're just starting as a personal trainer, you take what you can get to pay yep. the bills. Yep. Let's be honest. Let's be humble. You've yep. got bills to pay. You take what comes through the door. Yep.
0: And you might not if, know as well, right, Chris, if you're starting
1: off. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you might still be finding your niche. I mean, I yep. started off and I was doing boot camps. I loved obstacle course racing, like Tough Mudder and things like that. I thought, brilliant. I'm going to help people get obstacle course race ready. Mm. Uh, is that the sort of people that came to me no it wasn't so I naturally pivoted towards where my interests lied what I'm interested in but also people were resonating with me on that level so I ended up settling on that vegan niche perimenopausal age females and and that's where I've ended up settling so in terms of when you're first starting of course take what work you can get Yep. use that money to reinvest into your business and gradually define your niche as you go along and um, I love the saying you know inch wide mile deep yeah that that yeah. should be an niche don't don't go too wide uh, as you progress but certainly at first take what work you can get of course yeah.
0: I think it's my, my take on that there's a couple of things I think like face to face if you're a face-to-face trainer. You can pretty much take, and it, it, there's an argument either way, face-to-face, I think. But let's say you're, you're face-to-face, you're working in a big big box gym. There's an argument that, hey, you can just train everyone, right? There's, there's potentially an advantage, anyone that comes, because you're limited to the people in that gym, you know? So it's like, you can just take anyone and, and do what it can be an advantage there. But offline, that just doesn't work. It's impossible just to be like a generalist and be successful online. Like you need to have a niche for it to work and it's even it can even be a few different parts because it's kind of like because i think a lot of people look at niche in two different ways they'll either look at it in terms of the demographics of the person or like the outcome right and you've kind of got both which i think is 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 and you've almost got all three it's like the sentence that i think works the best online is i help this sort of people achieve this sort of result by this sort of thing right mm you've got the this sort of people the the vegans you've got the result which is weight loss and then you've got the thing which is a plant based diet so it's kind of like those three things there some people cuz some people might be like oh i help women lose weight ah,
1: you know it's i still think
0: too broad you know
1: niche r- result mechanism yeah or or audience result mechanism depending on which way you, you want to think about it when I was moving away from personal training, I struggled with this mindset. So just in case there's anyone listening, I'd, I'd just love to sort of give them a little bit of advice of what helped yeah. me move away from. I can help everybody because, you know, there is always that mentality in personal training, isn't there? And you see mm-hmm. people list it on their profiles. I specialize in yeah. bodybuilding, weight loss, Marathon. core restoration, <laughs> postpartum, yeah. menopause, it's like you can't specialise in all those things. Yeah. Think about one thing that you are very, very good at and very passionate about. Mm. And then burrow into it. That that would be my advice and reframe niche into specialism. What's yeah. your real specialism? I can talk about my client base all day. I mm. know what keeps them awake at night. I know what they're thinking when they're eating breakfast. I know, you know, the language that they use inside out. I can't tell you how an 18 year old bodybuilder male thinks when he gets up. That's not me. Yep. I'll go. I I, I can't resonate with it.
0: (laughs) I'll expand. I'll expand deeper on that. Right. And this is, it's interesting because there's a lot of commonality between like the online fitness world and the online course world. Right. Mm. Um, So when I'm helping people with online courses, I can tell if they're going to be successful or not. When I kind of just start the conversation, "Hey, tell me about your course, you know, what is it, who is it help?" I can tell if they're going to be successful or not depending on how they answer that. If they answer that based on their course, "Hey, my course is great, you know, it helps people do a handstand and they get these PDFs and they get, you know, a call with me if they go on that side of things, they're never going to be successful." If they go on the other side of things and they're like, look, you know, I'm a a vegan myself and I just found that, you know, I just didn't have any energy. And I know that a lot of vegans are like that and I know that's what they're struggling with. And all they need is this simple thing here. And I'm just making it up about vegans. But like the point I'm saying is if they focus on the client and they're like, here's the people I want to, here's the people that I want to help. Here's the people that I know. Here's what I know their problem is here's what I know the solution is. It's easy for them to be successful because then they just need to find those people and they know what it is. But if you go the other way and you've already got that course or that program and you try and drag it, um, pull it down this person's throat, it's a hard slog. Let's take a quick break.
1: Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And you, you know what? You've just summarized that really well. You could use that same explanation to someone who is curious about the difference between low ticket and high ticket. Okay. One person at low ticket is selling a list of deliverables. Yep. You get an app, you get yep. two workouts a week, you get this, you get that. And then high ticket is like, what's the benefit? Yep. The benefit is that person, you know, having the confidence when they go to the beach, having the yep. confidence in their body when they get undressed in front of their partner. Having yep. that confidence in the workplace, having that energy to, you know, look after their three kids, whatever that end result is that they're after, that's what you sell in.
0: Bang on. And, and I'll, I'll go on, I'll compare it on the course side as well. In the course side of things, we look at the end result, which is similar to that. You just mm-hmm. listed a heap of, of end results. And here's the thing in the course space as well. We actually want to do it as short as possible. It's kind of like if you're putting together a course. And let's say the end outcome is, even let's just say it's a fitness one. The end outcome is, you know, to, to have all those things there. It's kind of like I could give that to someone in a hundred modules, or if I can explain all the ins and outs, or if I could give them to them in one module, the one module is better. It's kind of like how can we get that person to the end result as quick as possible, not overwhelming them with as much stuff as possible.
1: Yeah, if you're, you're selling to a, a CEO or someone at manager level, they're time poor. They've mm. got cash. But they're time poor i say to them and i've got this course and it's only going to take you 250 hours yeah. to work through they would be like can we do it in three yeah it's, a turn-, <laughs> I'll pay it's you, a turn i'll pay you more to do it in three let's just time collapse that
0: hang on it's an interesting thing right because i think i don't know if it's a fitness thing or just the way we've kind of you know brought up we're like i'll tell you what i think it is actually i think that was in the days before the internet when knowledge was more valuable right before the mm. internet you couldn't just jump on and Google or YouTube anything in the world you want. Knowledge is not that valuable these days. What's valuable is like, can I actually implement that knowledge? You know, so it's like, if we go into it where it's like, oh, knowledge is great. I'm going to give these people all this knowledge. They think probably find 90% of it on Google anyway. If I can summarize that knowledge or give that person, um, instead of that person wasting all their time on Google, I can give it to them in a shorter format because now people are more time poor than ever. That's where the value is in, in my take. Th- thoughts on that, Chris?
1: Uh, I, I love that. I love that. And it, it made me laugh a little bit because last week I, I had a moment whereby I get a lot of DMs. You know, some days I wake up, there's 30, 40, 50 DMs waiting oh. for me, and that's on a daily basis. And there was one day, literally, I had about 20 on the trot, and they were all asking for recipes. So I was like, right, I'm, I'm having a moment here. I took a deep breath out, and I just recorded a screen share of me on Google. <laughs> and I typed in free vegan <laughs> recipes, right? And listen, there was there, there was four billion hits, right? And I just and on the screen share whiteboard it, and I circled them. And the, the training was me saying the last thing you need is more recipes, and I yep. just pinged them all yep. that link. Yep. And and thank thankfully they all saw it with the humour it was intended, you know, um because it was a little bit sort of a uh, contrary. But I was making light of the fact that you don't need more free things. You don't need more that cheap, disposable, quick information. Mm. They don't need more recipes. They need someone to teach them how to eat. Yeah. And to do it and to do it efficiently.
0: Yep. I agree. Hey, I want to so, be yeah. sensitive of your time, Chris. We've probably got about seven or eight minutes. So I'll just ask but- some kind of closing questions. Um, Please, just, yeah,
1: I could talk all day, John. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 ups, I'm upset that I've got another call on the hour because I'd, I'd love to stay in chat.
0: <laughs> well, let's, I've just got one more on the sales and marketing, but we'll keep this a quickfire one, which is just like the sales side of things. So that's great. You know, you're in different groups, you communicate with people. How does it lead to the sale? Is it a DM? Is it a phone call, a Zoom call, an email? How does that work?
1: I connect with people on a personal level, I transfer them over to my free group. Yeah. which is a free group, but it's private. Um, I then deliver value within that group by whatever is relevant to my niche. So sometimes it's coaching sessions, sometimes it's webinars, sometimes it's a free workout PDF or something, whatever is the topic that's relevant to the season and to the challenges that they're facing. When people um, enjoy the content, I reach out to them and I just expand on the conversation you know, hey, Jono, I've recognized that you've, you know, you've put your hand up for a couple of free PDFs over the course of the last six months. Do we think it's time to progress and actually think about some proper coaching for you? That's gotcha. it. That's simple. And then from there,
0: what? is it a to, is it to transition yeah. to a Zoom call? or you'll Yeah, we've
1: got a qualification process. So we have a really simple form they fill out just to make sure that they're not one of those people that just puts their yeah. hand up for everything because there's yeah. always going to be people like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll put my hand up for that um we have a really simple qualification process a form a 10 minute phone call just to actually check we're aligned and then and then onto a full consult which is normally sort of 60 to 90 minutes zoom which is where we sort of make the sale gotcha the 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 pre-qualification call the quick 10 minutes some people don't necessarily like that but what i've recognized with high ticket is we need to be serving the client everything comes from the benefit of the client I don't want to waste 90 minutes of a client's time mm-hmm. if what they're asking for is completely different. Yep. Because some people yep. just like my style and they come on and they want coaching from me. But it yep. turns out that what they're requesting is not my specialism. Yeah. So yep. in that first 10 minutes qualification call, I'll just get an idea of what they're wanting to achieve. Oh, sorry, you're looking for spinal rehab. Sorry, you need to speak to, to my friend, Jeff. Yeah, yes, and I I'll just make the you. referral. <laughs> saves me time, saves them a lot of time. And it actually means that I'm working ethically. I'm not selling to people that aren't aligned with us or yeah. that I'm not aligned with them. And what that helps is a course end result. Everyone in my community wants to have transferred to our client community. They're really, really bought into our ethos and they're really, really sort of motivated and aligned with, with what we're offering. You know, we've not missold. We've not got people in just from random niches. And it really just helps their adherence as well. They're properly focused at that point. So that's a, a, a quick overview. There's some sort of more steps in there, a little bit yeah. of emailing, but yeah. I try and keep it as simple as possible.
0: Now, I think that's a, a good method. It's like, it's good all round. There's no kind of coldness there. It's like, you know, you've started a conversation. That's great. They're in your Facebook group. That's great. You're only going to message someone if they've put their hand up, that's great. Um, they have filled out a form. That's already some good um, qualification there as well. The 10 mm. minutes, I think, I even think from the coach's side of things, because I think the way I look at that is kind of like, you can afford to waste 10 minutes. You know, if someone's filled out a form at eh, 10 minute call, you can kind of afford to waste that time. Mm. Oh, they're not a fit. Okay. No dramas to waste 60 to 90 minutes and realize they're not, like, you can't afford to to do that. It's all that. destroying. Yeah, yeah, you know. So it's all destroying for you
1: as a coach, but also yeah. how upsetting would it be from a client's perspective? Yeah. You know, Im- imagine you've booked, like, uh, let's just think about a domestic example. Imagine you bu- you book a contractor to come and have a look at some DIY that you're doing in your house, and he stands there, and he has a cup of tea, and he hangs out for 90 minutes, and then at the end of it he goes, no, sorry, I don't do kitchens.
0: Yeah.
1: You'd be like, what? Yeah. You'd you'd be upset. You'd be leaving. People would be leaving your network angry. And like I say, everything that we do is in service of the client. So I'm thinking what makes this easiest and best for them.
0: Yeah. I love that. Okay. Next um, rapid fire question is around mentors. You've mentioned a couple of times throughout the call. You know, I got some mentoring. I got some coaching. I'm curious to hear, and now you're obviously a mentor for plenty of people out there, um, plant-based women. Now, I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. If you can answer this in three different ways, a paid mentor, so someone that you've paid money to, you've done their course or their program, an unpaid mentor, someone that you haven't paid, but you follow them on social media, Instagram, listen to their podcast, whatever, Uh, and a book that you recommend every personal trainer should read if they want to be successful online
1: holy moly can i start (laughs) off with the book yeah yeah you're good i'm going to give you two really really quick turning pro haven't read it by mr pressfield check that out um that is a bible for anyone who just wants to level up their mindset a lot of what i do is psychology based if you want to be professional in your demeanor turning pro is is the one how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie yeah, that's just a Bible for learning how to talk to people. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. learning how to be a nice guy and listen.
0: That's one of my favorite books. It was groundbreaking for me. Like there were stories in there where I was like, he gives a specific example. I, I don't know if you remember this one in the book where he's talking about a conversation. They were at a dinner table and um, someone made it said something about a quote. And the guy was like, oh, you're actually wrong. It wasn't this person that said it. It was the other person that said it. And, then, and I'm like, I do that all the time. And then I just realized how much I hate it when people do it. To, like, you, know, it's, it, it's, you don't realize some of these things. They don't teach you these things at school,
1: you know? I remember that example. And I remember when I read that thinking they should give this to every teenager as mandatory learning. When you're 13, you should get a copy of that book and go, here you go. You're not allowed into society until you've read yeah. this. Yeah, because yeah. You know, I, I don't mind sort of pointing out my faults. When I was reading that book, Recognized that a lot of the mistakes I was making with interacting with people, not active listening, forcing my agenda—you know, all this sort of stuff—not even little things like you know when it gives you tips on remembering people's names and stuff—I yep. was like, this is gold.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you, I just remembered another thing. Actually, my biggest takeaway from that book, there was a quote early on where it was something like, um, "If you want to get, I can't remember I'm probably going to butcher. It was something like this. You will make more friends um, in three months." by being genuinely interested in other people than you will in three years by trying to get people interested in you. Same thing. I was like, man, if I go to a party, I used to try and make myself, how can I make myself look cool? But then I was like, hold on. That's not what people like, you know, people like if you make them look cool, you know? So it was just transforming, but Hey, I know you're, you're short on time. I I, I want to
1: answer your question. I want to answer your question before we go. We've got another couple of minutes because I think mentoring is such an important topic. If I was to give people some advice, especially as new starters, do whatever you can to invest in yourself immediately. Mm. I put my first chunk of, of coaching on a credit card. Do I regret it? No, I made it back times 10 within a very short period. You are leveling up substantially by doing it. I'm going to just name three mentors really quickly. Um, Bedros Koulian. Mm-hmm. I did a couple of his coaching courses going back a while. Probably six, eight years or so ago. I did some of his courses. Fantastic coach. He's the real deal. Um, he's changed direction. He does a lot of sort of male mentoring now and sort of like man up stuff reference to his new book. I, I've moved away from that, but in the early days, amazing business coach. Um Dave Smith, Online mm. Trainers Federation, yep. fantastic. I did a couple of his courses. He no longer business coaches, but he does um, a fantastic amount within the fitness community, helping them with software. He's got some brilliant software he uses. Um, and Alex Povey, mm. he's a fan, he's a fantastic coach that I invested in as well in the past. Uh, he works alongside Dave in the Online Trainers Federation sales sales psychology systems. Um, him and Dave Crawford, they're they're a fantastic bunch. They're at remote coaches at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, awesome trio of individuals there. I
0: agree. I'm. Um. I've had both Dave and Alex on my podcast. Haven't had Bedros. I think I, I've got to him too late. You know, by the time he, <laughs> the time I started, you know, doing this, he's you know too much of a heavy hitter.
1: Yeah, um, it's about a hundred grand for a half hour phone call these that, days. I think I, I missed a boat on that. But some of his earlier courses were really beneficial.
0: <laughs> I still remember when I started in the industry, he'd have these YouTube clips, and that was sick. You know, they're still good now, is YouTube ones. But hey, want to be sensitive of, of your time, Chris? That's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't or anything you want to
1: finish us off with? I don't know. Maybe we'll come back in another year and fill in some of the gaps. I think we'll have to. Um, <laughs> I awesome. know. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You too,
0: Chris. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalised meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort